0: Hello everybody, we're going live for uh, Tuesday Talks and today we are uh, speaking with Kim, Kim McIntyre and she is an amazing coach I would say as well, you know, she's a YouTuber, a speaker, uh, a cat lover, a nature lover, laughter yogi or yogini Whichever we, we will all uh, will ask all that questions, uh, and we will uh, see what her journey is. Um, I see you there, Kim. Let me uh, just get you invited here. Right, hi Kim, how are you doing? Hi, Hopefully good, this thank is you. A area. I, I had, hope
1: so. I hope so. We've had technical difficulties, so <laughs> we had yeah
0: we had technical glitches to do the actual. Yeah practice session or, or just to connect yeah. before. The light's, but, the light's
1: not as great here, but I can see you and hear you. So that's, we'll go with that.
0: Uh, that's wonderful. <laughs> oh, that, that's, that, that's, that's, that's good. That's good. Um, well, I've done, a, I've done a short introduction for you already. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, I've, uh, so many things that you do, laughter uh, and speaker, YouTuber and all that. Um, so, but, you know, you're the best person to let us know who you are. So introduce yourself, let us know who you are. What do you do? Uh, And the biggest question is, you know, why do you do it?
1: Yeah, yeah. so um, I help people who um, they know they want to enjoy their lives more and they would love to have more laughter and joy in their lives, but they just have trouble figuring out how to do it in the middle of everything they've got going on, right? We all have a lot of stuff going on. And so I teach them how to give themselves permission for joyful self-care, whether it's fun, laughter, connection with other people, with nature, with their joyful, playful self. I really help them to find their way into that. And the why goes to how our culture is for a lot of people. So very often people are taught, you know, it's okay to be playful when you're a kid. It's okay to be playful when you're retired and have fun. But in between, you're supposed to be like serious, 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 you know? And if you're like so-called goofing off too much, then there's something wrong with you. And play becomes like a four-letter word, you know? <laughs> unless unless you're playing hard and then somehow playing hard when you put all the pressure and angst into it and competitiveness, then it's okay, right? So, And so often people like use their stress as like a badge of honor or a sense of self-worth of, oh, I must be doing okay because I'm totally stressed out, right? So um, we need to like shift that a little bit because the truth is we are all drawn to people who make us laugh, who have a sense of humor, who have lightheartedness in the face of challenges, who can, you know, help us to find that laughter in the face of certain situations that are difficult or hard we're all drawn to that it's a gift it's something we value but in a lot of cultures we're not taught to value it we're taught to value being serious and working hard And not that there's anything wrong with those things but in the bigger picture we also need to value that lightheartedness that levity because it's really a gift for everybody In our lives and so I have found the value for that myself and I've found it so often for the people that I've helped and so my why is just to shine that out there into the world that laughter and joy and fun are not frivolous that they are really important and you're not going to be on your deathbed going why didn't I check more things off my to-do list you know you're going to want to have had that quality experience of connecting with life in a joyful way
0: I, I I love yeah. that I love that and thank you for sharing this. You know, connecting with life in a in a joyful way. I'm going to actually use that as an episode title as well. So that's actually a good title, uh Connecting with life in a in a joyful way. And so, how did you come across it? Was there something uh, you've been doing for uh, you know you you were doing without knowing, and then you're like, hang on a minute. Oh, others don't notice these things. I know the stress that you mentioned is if something gets given to us, uh, you know, peer pressure, society, uh, parents and everything that comes along, because this is something you're supposed to do that way. Uh, And if you're not doing it, you know, something is wrong. uh, Definitely, you know, we need to then fix it. Well, no, if we see what, what the person is doing and then direct that energy towards a better outcome, we'll get the same results. It's just everybody is built differently. And that's how, you know, uh, uh, I see things should work out that way. Yeah, but how yeah. did you notice uh, firsthand that, that yourself?
1: Well, it actually started with a health crisis that I had back in 2001. And um, it was a, a stressful time also up until that period in my life. Very, very stressful. I was really pretty burned out and uh then what happened was i went through this you know it was basically a growth in my mouth that they initially just thought was bone and then they did an initial surgery and it turned out not to be it turned out not to be cancer not to be life-threatening but they still because it had been growing so fast they wanted to do more surgeries on me and i was like hey this isn't life-threatening let's just hit the pause button here and I ended up just while we were researching second and third opinions with different doctors, my husband is really great with the research and all that, <laughs> um, I had heard about a mind-body healing program in Orlando and I was like, you know what, I'm going to go there. And so it's really for helping people who are dealing with health crises and stuff. And we did all kinds of wonderful self-care things, right? There was journaling, there was counseling, there was art therapy, there was all kinds of cool stuff. But the thing that really got me was we did laughter and play therapy every day. And it was like coming home like, oh, yeah, this is who I am. It's like hitting a light switch inside of me of remembering who I really am and what I love. And I just felt like myself come alive in the middle of it. Right. And it was just so amazing. And I was like, how did I forget this? How did I forget? how important laughter and joy and play is to me, you know, because I knew it as a kid. I knew it back, you know, in the day I used to do theater back in the day. And I, you know, you know, the playfulness of that and the interactivity of that. And I had drifted away from all of that in the middle of the seriousness and the stress of life. And so, so I finished the two weeks at their place and then I'm home and I'm like, well, where's my laughter therapy today you know like I was jonesing for it I was like I really need it and then not too long after that I saw an ad in a magazine to go and be trained to become a certified laughter leader which is like some people call it laughter yoga or there were laughter clubs all around and I was like oh that what is that I need that so I went there and I got trained And then after that, you know, since then, I haven't really turned back. I've gone on and taught so many people how to do what I learned. And then it kind of branched out into other things over time. But that was the impetus of where it started. And what ended up happening with my jaw was um, we finally went with a consult with a doctor who sees that type of growth often. And he says, you know what? It's been three months. It hasn't grown just get it checked every now and then, you know? And, and like all the different surgeries and horror stories of what they were gonna do to my body. And it was like, oh, okay, I can do that. And now it's just like, it when you x-ray it, it looks kind of like an extra bone in there. And so there's still this little bump in my mouth, but I'm so grateful for that bump because it led me on this new journey, you know? And, it, and maybe it saved my life in other ways. Like if I hadn't found the stress relief then, who knows what else worse might've happened to me if I just let the stress keep piling up on me. So, so that's the story of how I got started with it.
0: Wow. Yeah. And you know, th- that's an amazing journey. And thank you for sharing the vulnerability in that story as well. Mm-hmm. Right. So that you were going through the, the, the process of uh, you know, a bone or a bump there, you don't yeah. know what it is. And I, you know, I can only imagine what goes through your mind, you know, cause you do not know what it is, but it's painful uh and, and and you know it's it's just there uh and and going through doctors who just want to operate and just carry on operating even though they 've taken it out um, yeah it, it's, it's, it's just it, it's there and i and I love how then that pivoted you to look for a holistic kind of way of uh, mm-hmm. uh fixing yourself you know um i've heard so many people who have healed themselves you know by just what you just did you know by laughter or meditation or mindset as well because our bodies are designed to self heal you know how mm-hmm. anim- how animals who get injured who have nobody to look after can heal themselves uh, as well right out there but uh, and we are able to do that ourselves as well but it's because we are now set in this uh, certain way of doing things in, and now oh, you have to do this, you have to do that. This is, oh, especially when they go, oh, grow up. And you're like, <laughs> really, uh, wh- wh- what's that growing up has to do with what I'm doing here now, right? So it, it's, it's and then, uh, especially when they say, oh, the uh, boys will be boys in, in certain places when they say boys never grow up. I think because they tend to hold on to the playfulness a little bit longer uh, than usual right because mm-hmm. they goof around uh, and they don't take some some well, some boys don't take life seriously as the world want them to do right because it's expected of you at a certain point you will be now working hard and then bringing you know creating a life uh, creating what society thinks you should have you know you should have a car mm-hmm. you should have a house you should have a family by now so you should be following that on those ladder. You can have all that, but not necessarily in that steps, right? Um, and going through your your laughter journey, and I also what I heard in that story was that your you once you've finished, you 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 were missing it. And mm-hmm. and the universe just kind of brought it in front of you, right? Hey, hang on. Exactly. Do you, you, do you really want it? Here's an opportunity. Here you go. <laughs> yes. And you took it. You took it. You were like, yes, let's do it. Let's do it. Yes. And I mean, the the training were. was
1: like a couple weeks away. And I'm like, I'm on a plane. I'm going. I got, I got to do it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> wow. Yeah. And, and obviously, yeah. And, and now you're teaching everybody else uh, amongst other things that you are doing. Mm-hmm. So how was that journey for you when you pivoted to actually now... Um, do this Uh, and I'm sure before this you were you had you know a a regular job as everybody call it a day job Uh, that uh, that was part of the life norm Uh, but then when you had to pivot how was that journey scary I'm sure
1: um you know I used to get really scared like I first started with just some small groups and the first couple times I was really nervous But then I remembered, you know what? These people are getting out of their comfort zone to come to me. So rather than focusing on how nervous I was, I was like, oh, they're nervous. They're nervous walking in the door. So let's make it my job to make them feel welcome, make them feel at home, make them feel less nervous. And when I focused on them, I was fine. I was fine, like the nerves just went away. And you know, over time, it just built, and the the groups got bigger. And you know, there were a couple times when I was doing public speaking early on that I had to adapt it, like for a corporate environment or a different environment from what I was taught. That what I was taught wasn't quite right for that environment. So, but I learned from it. I take it. I learn from it. I adapt it. I make it so it's more palatable and understandable for them and I learned from it. So, you know, once or twice I bombed at the beginning when I was speaking and it wasn't a small group, it was a big group and you know, yeah, that's an unpleasant experience to bomb, but I think that that is part of the journey. And so, and once I got the hang of of what it takes to do it, then it's just a joy because you get to see that, that lighting up process that I talked about in my own journey I get to see it on the faces of the other people in the room and that just makes it all worth it you know that just makes it um just so fulfilling that you get to see that because laughter and joy just automatically lifts people up you know we all crave it we all want more of it so so i'm just so excited to be able to share it with people in that way
0: and i and, and i love that actually uh, because you know, I'm, I'm a kind of a person who actually bounces off other people's energy more because mm-hmm. uh, uh, I'll say I'm originally built as an introvert person. Um, but speaking to me now, nobody can realize I'm an actual introvert uh, because I, in my younger years, I've been through uh, bands and played on stage and everything. Whilst I'm on stage, I'm on a different planet. Uh, but as soon as I'm off stage, I'm back into my introvert shell. And they would never, you know, if you've not seen me on the stage, you would not know that I was to five <laughs> minutes ago up there. And, you know, I'm just sitting down quietly in the corner with my drink. Um, but and that's how it is. So, but this is what I was saying. So your, your laughter here now is making me uh, have the biggest smile now. Also <laughs> if people, are, you know, uh, and want me to laugh as well. So it is, yeah. it's infectious and it's, it's a good infectious, right?
1: It's a very good infectious, it's very contagious. I I think there are even like YouTube videos out there of people like doing contagious laughter, like just showing up at a bus stop and laughing hysterically and you get to see all the other people laughing with them because you can't help it. You know, it's just, it's something that, and I think there's actually been studies done in your, where they've studied the brain and that when you hear someone else laugh, like something prepares in your mind to smile and laugh too. So. And it does build connections with people like that. That's another benefit from uh, sharing laughter. Is it just makes the connections between people and relationships easier. And so, like, there's a co- comedian that's way before our time. Uh, his name is Victor Borga, and he always said the shortest distance between two people is a laugh. And it's so true because you laugh, you share laughter. There's this sense of connection in something shared and something shared that's positive and uplifting. So, yes, it's a good contagious.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I I love that. And I love that uh, comedian that you've just shared. Obviously, definitely before my time, because I don't know Um, him. You should look it
1: up. You look it up. He was hysterical. He was a musician. He was a pianist. And he used um, the the classical music done in a comedic way. And he was very, very funny. <laughs> I don't know, it might be yeah. dated now, but I remember seeing it as a kid and thinking it was hysterical. So, yeah.
0: Well, we'll definitely have to check it out and we will mm-hmm. definitely Google it. I'll recommend everybody to obviously check it out as well. Uh, anything that can make us laugh uh, is worth Googling, you know. Yeah. Um, people Google so many random stuff. <laughs> we should Google things that make us laugh as well. Uh, so when you pivoted across and you started this journey, of course you know you had the ups and downs, the little uh, mistakes here and there. Uh, but what was the biggest challenge that you you had? Uh, and I think I know what the question uh, answer would be, but uh, yeah, let's <laughs> if you like to elaborate. <laughs>
1: Yeah, so um technology. When I went into the online world, technology has been a big challenge for me. And it's you know, normally I can stay in a pretty really positive mindset and you know, I've I've over the years cultivated that within myself, but Nothing brings on the stress for me quite like a technical glitch, and so I had to actually laugh when, when you know, we were trying to sign me on before, and I couldn't get on to Instagram, and I'm like, oh, of course, you know. <laughs> and there's something going on with my website right now, and I have some guy fixing it for me, but I still have to be in the 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 process with that, and I, yeah. you know, I recently. I'm filming a new um, Laugh More Every Day program to, to bring my laughter stuff is to an online program that people can take and ease their way through. And I filmed a whole bunch of stuff and didn't realize, so afterwards there's this buzz on my microphone and I can't do that, oh. so then I had to shut for a new microphone. So um, I try to keep a sense of humor about it, but I have to know this about myself that, you know, I need all of my stress relief tools and my laughter when it comes to dealing with technical glitches. And you know, the technology just continues to evolve and you know, all the systems I get to know it, I get comfortable with the system and then they upgrade it and it's different, right? <laughs> and I'm like, okay, now I gotta learn a new thing. And I'm like, okay, I just have to surrender to that and know that I need to do it in little bite-sized pieces because it's not my favorite thing in the world to do and deal with, so.
0: I, I love that, and thank you for you know sharing your vulnerability again. There, yeah, technology, it, it, you know, you're not alone there. There's lots of people who who are challenged with technology. Yeah. Um, and, and I have they,
1: upstairs, upstairs where I couldn't get a connection. I have my beautiful ring light. I have you know, all set up for our interview, and I'm like. Okay, so, it you know, done is better than perfect. So here we are.
0: (laughs) Yeah, no, I agree 100%, you know, progress, you know, is better than perfection anyway. So we are progressing here, you know, it's not perfect, but it is something that people can take away and listen to and, and, you know, to learn from it. Uh, And that's all it, it matters at the end. Uh, you know, it's 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 great that we are finally able to do this because yeah we were thinking isn't it why if, if it doesn't happen, but is yeah. technology is is ever changing. But I know that you know, due to pandemic as well, you know, recent events, um, technology kind of catapulted and mm-hmm. I've read somewhere that technology in this five years since the pandemic started in this five years is going to move uh, jumps at the rate that. Whatever you were seeing in ten years, Mm. or no, sorry, in uh, in a decade that the progress you saw in decade last decade, that's what happened now in this five years is gonna progress like it's a decade. Uh, That's how fast the technology is moving. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm
1: gonna laugh. I'm gonna laugh. I'm gonna deal with it. Whatever it is, I'll deal with it.
0: (laughs) Yeah. No. Exactly. When I read it as well, I'm like, right. Okay. You know. uh, I'm not getting any, any younger myself. So I'm getting slower, <laughs> you know, I'm getting slower. So I can't keep up myself as well. So, uh, one day I'll be like, Oh yeah. Okay. I understand this. Uh, and then two weeks later you come back to it. It's changed. I'm like, what, what, yeah. what, what, where did this come from? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So now I have to learn that. Yeah. No, I, I'm, I'm yeah. completely on the same But I understand that. Um, so obviously overcoming that. And I love the way you've overcome that, uh, you know, challenge in terms of uh, incorporating your laughter With it, if you just laugh laugh it off, your brain then doesn't, what I, you know, what I'm hearing from this story as well is that you, then your brain is not picking that up as a problem, as a challenge, as an issue that you are, you know, currently stuck on or challenged. If you're laughing it off or you're just looking at it, but still laughing about it, your brain's not triggered or alarmed. Oh, this is something I need to look for a solution now. I need to look for a solution. Because that's where the panic mode starts and the stress right. comes in, right? Right. Whereas yeah. if you are calm, laughing, you know, whatever works for, and you're doing that, it's just looking at it. Okay. Okay. What is this? Oh, it's not working. What's that button there? What's this here? You know, you yeah, just got exactly. to tap on the stuff, right?
1: Exactly. and and. What happens for me with sometimes a technical glitch. It didn't really happen today. I was like breathing today. I'm like, okay, it's either going to happen with our interview or it's not. But sometimes what happens is like that panic or that anxiety pops in like quickly, like it rapidly within seconds. And so what the laughter and deep breathing and other things can do is help bring it back down to a more calm state. Because I know if I've gone into that in that fearful mode, that is not the place to be dealing with technology for me or, or whatever the issue is coming up. That's not a moment where I have access to my inner wisdom, to my deeper knowing, to like even my logical brain to like sort through what needs to happen next. All of that just kind of goes out the window with the fear. And I just know that about myself. So anything we can do, yes, to interrupt that is um helpful so that it doesn't hang on and on and on in our systems for a long time and cause us you know health issues and troubles yeah
0: agree 100% 100% agree with that so is there um a routine or a ritual some people like to call it that you follow uh you know a, a morning routine or a ritual, or a evening or a nighttime, you know, before going to bed. Is that I have, them, that all. You <laughs> I have them all. Okay.
1: Okay.
0: So okay. What's, I what's have them all. So I have morning,
1: morning, daytime, and evening. So in the morning, um, I meditate every morning, and then usually after I meditate or right before I meditate, I have piles and piles of inspirational books and uplifting books, and either I'll just open to any page and. It seems to be the exact thing I needed to read or see that day. Or if I'm working through reading a book, I'll read a page or two of that book. Uh, and I'll choose different things different days, you know. So, um, so that's my morning routine. And then during the work day, I will sometimes set a timer. If it's something that I'm doing that's tedious or technology-related or uh, something like that, I will set a timer for 20 minutes, 25 minutes, and when the timer goes off, wherever I am in the project, I make myself stop and go and take a short walk or do some deep breathing or whatever, take a 5, 10-minute break and come back and set the timer again. And like, that's how I work my way through it. And it's like giving myself little kind of rewards in the middle of it all, you know, to go reward myself, to go pet my cat, go do something that just, you know, even if it's drink a glass of water or have a snack or something. And then in the evening, I always before bedtime, I write in my gratitude journal. You know, what I appreciate from the day that I just had. And so those are those are all powerful things that I that I do all the time. And then like not daily, but like every 6 weeks what I do is I take a look back at the previous 6 weeks and look at what my wins were what I got done, what I accomplished, so I can see it and let myself absorb it and let it in. And then I look ahead, what do I want for the next six weeks? And I used to do it every month, but now six weeks, um, my business coach actually suggested six weeks because it actually gives me time to feel more of that completion and that satisfaction of things. And then I'll just shift to whatever is the focus, the primary focus for the next six weeks. And sometimes... I've checked everything off and it feels amazing. I'm like, yeah. And sometimes something else comes in that I didn't know was the priority that turns. And I'm like, that's okay too. There'll be unexpected wins that way. Things I didn't think I had to deal with that I got in unexpected wins from. So that's also part of my routine. It's not daily, but it's like it, it helps me focus on what the priorities are for me in a given period of time. So I don't get like trying to do too many things at once or take too many things on at once.
0: I love that, actually. And thank you for sharing that. It's, it's, uh, and, and the last part, especially, you know, that, that every six weeks you're, you're checking on what you've achieved so far. Because uh, yeah. we, we know we, 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 don't, we, uh, we don't do this uh, on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we look at what we've not done. Uh, yes. As, as a normal, you know, normally everybody will be like, I've not done this, I've not done this. But we're not looking at how far we've come. And what we've achieved, where we were six weeks ago, for example, and where we are now, and then where do we want to go next six weeks? Next six weeks, and we built from there now where we are standing, right? And, right. and I love this. So how, how do you how do you check that? Uh, do you create uh, a list of things that as you are uh, completing, and then you look at that with what you started with or
1: actually I do because that is was such an issue for me it's something I've done for a long time now because all I was seeing was what it's not done what's not done what's not done what's not done and it was like it's almost like you know beating yourself over the head with it (laughs) it takes up (laughs) too much mental space and so um this was something someone suggested to me like 20 years ago to write out what I did do that day. And so as I'm doing things throughout the day, I actually keep a book that is the things I do. And if there's something that, since I know I see that book every day, if there's something really important that needs to happen on a certain day, I actually make sure I write that into that particular book as a to-do. But mostly it's not for to-do. It's just to look at what I have done so I can actually see it and let it register. And so then what I do, that that six-week stuff writing process also happens in that same book. And I'll go back and I'll review. Oh, yeah, I did that. Oh, yeah, I did that. I forgot I did that. And it's like it it lets it sink in that I'm actually moving forward and that every step counts. You know, because if you think about it so often, it's like if you think about somebody who wants to, like, hike the Adirondack Trail, let's say, like some big goal like that, right? And they start in the south of the United States and they're hiking all the way to the end point in Maine. They don't want to be on that trail going, got to get to Maine, got to get to Maine. Why am I not in Maine yet? I've got to, you know, I've got to be to Maine. Like, Like the whole focus is on that result that you're not there yet. Right. And so often we get that way with our goals in life. That person on that trail wants to be able to take in the scenery and enjoy the sounds of the birds and the feel of the breeze and, you know, the meeting new people on the journey and all of that good stuff. And even if, one day, like their pack is like super, super duper heavy and their feet are blistered to still be able to find something in that moment that they can appreciate from that experience. Like that's what they went on that trail for, you know, even if they're challenged to find their way through that challenge in the moment so that they're not just like, Maine's it, got to get to Maine, got to get to Maine, you know? And so I feel like if we apply that to, how we move through life so that we can really enjoy the journey. And so that's, that's a lot of what I teach when people work deeper with me. It's like, yes, you want the goals. You want to go for what you want to create. But how can you do that in a way that's going to work for you to enjoy the journey so that you're not miserable the whole way to the goal? Because when you're miserable the whole way to the goal, even when you get the goal, you might be happy for a minute. But then the goalpost moves. And then there's a new goal that you got to go for, right? I mean, it's like, how often do you let yourself sink in with the, the celebration and the satisfaction of having accomplished something? And so, yes, that's why I keep that journal for myself so that I have those moments. Even if I forget it all the way, even every day, somewhere in my mind, as I'm writing it down, I'm seeing what I'm doing. And then every six weeks to go back and look, it just helps me to have a six-week celebration moment where I go pat on the back, good job, you know, acknowledging myself for that.
0: That that is actually very awesome, and you know, uh, thanks for sharing uh, the way you, you're uh, you're achieving this. And it, it's it's great that uh, you know the people also can take away from from this story here now is to pat themselves on the back every six week or so, you know, to, yeah. just see what you what you've, you've what you've achieved. Instead of saying, "Why am I not there yet uh mm-hmm. or how far do I need to go now you know instead of how far I've been you know how far exactly I've, uh you know and yeah, whatever's was left is no worries, you are making your way there and and you said the goalpost keeps moving anyway. <laughs> it does. It, you know, because once you reach there, it, it's going to go further You because you're going to get a newer goal. You're going to become, uh-huh. uh, you know, anything you do, you always are growing yourself anyway. If you're stagnant in one place, then obviously we need to look at why is that's happening. But you should be just moving forward every time. Every time there should be a growth plan for yourself, uh, whether, whether that's prepared consciously or subconsciously or just doing it you know because you like to move forward uh, mm-hmm. that, that comes to people who love challenging themselves every time whether that's uh, extreme sports or being sporty people or you know whatever they wish they are challenging themselves to be better at something and then what's next and then what's next but that, that will always happen uh, is to see how you've come to that goal post oh, wow, I've done all this Yes. Before I yes. got to this. And that's the real celebration and achievement. And instead of, right, oh, I've reached, what next? Uh, oh, here's a medal. Uh, come back again next year. Right? <laughs> you know, it's like, yes. a, it's like running a marathon, right? You you come to the end, what's next?
1: What's next? Have... I gotta I gotta get my time down the next time I do a marathon, right? I gotta run it faster, right? Or I gotta yeah. go do a different challenge. Go, go do yeah. the Ironman now, whatever. <laughs>
0: Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. That, that's all. That's all it is. Uh, you know, and it's that's amazing that you've shared this. I, I'm sure it, it, it's a brilliant share for for whoever's watching now or listening onto a podcast to take away where, uh, from because we all are challenged with not looking at what we've achieved or how far we've come. We always look at what's left and what we're not having now. Uh, yes. Uh, you know, and it's nobody's fault. It's it's how we are conditioned throughout our school is because that's how our school teaches us you need to get that grade you need to get that grade mm-hmm. and you're like yeah working you're working for that grade and if you're not getting that grade you're getting told off <laughs> <You know? laughs> so that, that's that's conditioned into it and so a lot of people have to do that and learning part of things um so so when you you know uh did all this and you obviously became a successful coach because you your groups were becoming bigger and bigger um what you have any any programs coming through recently, or is it something people can come and look at your Instagram or website, or uh, how can they connect with you if you got something coming recent
1: yeah, so um, there's a couple new recent things i'm 'm doing, and um, now i would I had planned I had taken a break from speaking for a little bit to focus on figuring out the whole online world for a bit and then I was ready to go back out as a speaker in uh, March of 2020, (laughs) and that went out the window, and I'm like, well, let me just ride this out and focus more on the online, so I taught some classes on Zoom and stuff like that, some intensives some things like that, and I actually enjoyed doing that, so I will continue to do that. Um, But now, now that hopefully cross fingers, things are opening up a bit more. I want to put myself back out there as a speaker because I just do enjoy that so much. And then I'm also um, in the process now. I've I've got my microphone issues fixed and I am in the middle of filming and I'm creating a, a new online program that people can do at their own pace called Laugh More Every Day. And it'll go along with the other mini programs I have in my Joyful Being Academy and those programs are really about um, discovering what works for them and what doesn't work for them. You know, the speaking and the, you know, my YouTube channel and things like that are really about inspiring and uplifting and giving people new ideas to try out. But my mini programs are really about what's in it, what's going to work for them. And then it always ends with practical steps because if you don't integrate it into your life, it's just something you learn and you let go of. And it's about the strategies always at the end how do I integrate this into life? What's going to work for me so I don't forget? So I don't forget to relax, to have fun, to take care of myself, to connect with people, all the things that help them to feel better in their lives. Yeah. And then, um, and then, you know, people who work deeper with me, it's like that bigger picture of that. I mentioned earlier of how do you move towards your goals? How do you move forward in a way that is enjoyable? for you. And so, so those are the new things I have coming out and uh, they can always find my website is joyfulbeing.com. You can find me on YouTube. My channel is joyful being with Kim. And um, also if they're watching on IG, the link in my um, bio will take you to the social media page on my website where they can see all the different places they can connect with me. But, and if you're listening to this as a podcast, you can just go to joyfulbeing.com. And then, you know, at the bottom of the menu, you can find the social media page. And also, um, this is out there for anybody who wants it. I offer a free resource of 10 powerful questions to reignite joy for yourself, like to rediscover what brings you joy, because it's different things for different people. And often people forget, like if, if you ask somebody, what brings you joy? What makes you laugh? Like they go, uh, I don't know, <laughs> you know?
0: Yeah, so often.
1: Right. And so it's like that, it, the, the free resource is just those series of questions to spark that again, to see what joy could be for you. And so that's available on my website as well for free for anybody who wants it. And, um, and I find questions to be such a powerful way to shift your focus you know, so, and the quality of the questions. So you can ask yourself, what is wrong with me, right? And that's not going to lead your brain into a direction that's very helpful because if you ask that question, your brain's going to start telling you what's wrong with you, you know? And, but if you ask a different question, like what do I need to do right now? Or what can I learn from this situation? Or just questions that point you in the direction that you want to go, questions can be such a powerful way to um, find what you want more of, to find that, to discover it for yourself, because it puts you in a curious state of mind. I think curiosity is so powerful.
0: I I agree with that 100%, you know, because the the questioning, uh, I I always say the vocabulary you use also, uh, you know, motivates yourself, uh, also inspires your mindset. To do what you need mm. to be doing, you know. So I'm not saying uh, vocabulary as and you know, all you're using foul language every time. There's nothing wrong with if if that's how you speak. You know, foul language is there. But it's a case of how you are questioning what's happening at that moment. Exactly. You know, if you're asking what's wrong with me, your brain's like, oh, let me uh, let me find out, and I'll tell let you. Let me get the uh, list, right? Yeah, yeah it's yeah, like yeah,
1: a Google yeah, search. Exactly.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. So it's it's doing that and. Uh, and and your brain is only does things from the past anyway it doesn't know anything else it's got the archive of you being born until you are now and you'll just start looking at that archive and like yeah, that's relevant that's relevant that's relevant i'll bring it up forward you know and, and mm-hmm. you are seeing that's what's inspiring you to oh something is wrong with me now that's why i don't do this instead of say okay where am I, what am i learning from this here what is this trying to teach me what can I do to not have this in the future if, if there was something, you know, got wrong? Or, okay, how can I avoid this in the future? What can I learn from it? Mm-hmm. Then your brain will be like, okay, let's look at it. That, that'll be yeah. sort of analytical, you know, is, you, you don't have to be the uh, the best analytical person out there. It's just a way of, if you just ask, okay, what, what what's happening here? Your brain right. will start looking into it and tell you, right, all I see is this and this and this. Uh, maybe they're trying to do this, right? And they're like, oh, okay, I'll just uh-huh. ask. You know, yes, are you doing this. Yes. You know, and yes. I, I love that that you shared this because a lot of people, um, in general, uh, it's, it's it's common that uh, you get asked, oh, something is wrong with me because you look inwards first, right? Right. By default, you look at oh, something must be wrong with me. That's mm-hmm. why it's not working, right? And it's it's no, it's not the case. It's just we're not asking the right question to move right. forward to where we are, right?
1: exactly exactly i agree 100 percent. preaching to the choir <laughs> <laughs> oh
0: my god we we will be now uh wrapping this up uh shortly mm-hmm. um what i mean what what would we like to before we wrap this up what would you like to say to everybody who's listening uh and leave them with some sort of motivation yeah thing? i would yeah.
1: say our culture tells us not to value laughter and joy and fun and play. And I would say, challenge that belief. See if that belief lives in your own head and challenge it because there's so much value to it. And once you value it, then you need to be proactive to go find a way to make some of it happen. And if you go, Oh no, I can't do that. I don't have time for that. You'll never have time for it. You know, if you keep postponing it, it, it shows that it's not a priority in your mind and you'll just keep tossing it down the road. So if that's something you want, if you want to lift yourself up in that way, then be proactive. Take steps and keep taking steps. Don't have to be huge steps. But every step counts, you know, on that, on that journey. So go ahead and, and take your next step, whatever it is, to find that for yourself.
0: Love that. Thank you very much. uh, And uh, thank you very much for sharing that uh, amazing uh, journey of yours as well. And Mm -hmm. there's so many golden leggings for people to take away from it. uh, Definitely. Um, So everybody else who's been listening to this IGTV live uh, since beginning, uh, you know, and there's, if there's been a, a, you know, a spark in your mind, And so it's now your duty also to share this episode with somebody. Uh, We shouldn't keep those motivations or inspirations or sparks just within us. We need to shine it bright, let it know that you have that, uh, you know, there's an inspiration here that you've come across. uh, And then we just need to share it with others as well. So same goes for anybody who's listening to this as well. Um, Because there's so much shared. If you have that, we we don't know who's gone to bed or woken up just thinking of a better day Uh, Mm. and if you had that inspiration and spark uh, it might just give them that inspiration and spark and that's all what we need to get somebody moving or yourself to keep moving and it might create something that they are hoping for and we just just don't know and they might they will thank you for it so if you're thinking of that inspiration you had an inspiration just share it tag someone or just share the story with this uh, anybody Um, Thank you very much, uh, Kim, for sharing your amazing journey. Thank you, everybody else as well. Uh, And everybody else, we will see you next Tuesday with another incredible uh, person. Uh, Kim, thank you very much. Thank you. Thank
1: you so much. Bye.
0: Bye.